0: If you knew me, you would know that I love dancing.
1: Hi, we're Hannah Bay, Jasmine Joda, and Teresa McCartney, all T23s. And you are listening to If You Knew Me, a grassroots podcast dedicated to celebrating diversity, equity, and inclusion at the
0: Tech School of Business at Dartmouth.
1: So, Adrian, you love dancing. Tell us more about where that came from.
0: Yeah. So, culturally, I identify as Dominican. I was born in Puerto Rico. Uh, but culturally, grew up between the DR and the Dominican and the, uh, the DR and Puerto Rico. Um, my mom grew up in the Dominican Republic. My entire family is Dominican. Um, big dancers, uh, from my grandfather to my mom um, and my dad. Um, moved to the States when I was 12 um, where my identity as as a Dominican-American became solidified Um, and as moving to a new country was sort of difficult and unique in many ways the music uh, that my mom used to play every Sunday when we were supposed to get up and clean the house uh, allowed me to sort of get in tune with some of that very old-school um, but she salsa songs that um, you know was very popular in her time. Um, as I grew up older um, and and sort of began going to parties, uh, whether birthday parties or um, other baby showers or events, um, music was always a big component. And as a as a young kid, you would always see my un- I would always see my uncles or just older individuals. Playing dancing, Uh, clearly it was a good way of of a guy being able to talk to a girl. So from the get go, I was always very intrigued by the concept of dancing. Uh, Bachata, salsa was not super common in my household, but it was something that I still hear. I heard a lot of. Um, So I yeah. So I I think growing up, I I used to listen to a lot of the music, but never really dance until. My After I graduated from undergrad, actually, I moved to San Francisco um, and decided to take a salsa, uh, salsa lessons when, uh, when I was at Google. Um, and from there, it sort of kind of became a big habit. And, and now I'm dating actually a, um, a girlfriend that is a big, big time dancer. She used to run the salsa club at UPenn where she went to undergrad. Uh, and dancing was one of the ways that she and I met, and yeah,
1: that's beautiful. I also love how like Sunday morning deep cleaning transcends cultures. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, I uh, love it's that. very
0: important. You can never miss that. So,
1: I guess like you kind of touched on um, how that originated, kind of with your parents. Is there like a specific dance that kind of sp- piqued your interest um, and kind of? started that like before you got into salsa
0: yeah so I personally prefer bachata and if you know anything about the two genres they're kind of similar in many ways but like bachata is very Dominican whereas salsa is very Puerto Rican and Cuban or New Yorican, New Yorican. um uh, a lot of people have fights about where exactly salsa started which is fascinating to be a part of um I consider myself a very mediocre salsa dancer, but that's all relative to whoever I'm dancing. So like, my girlfriend is, I believe she's an expert. She thinks that I'm okay, I'm fine. Uh, but if I dance with someone who doesn't know how to dance, I'm an expert, so again, it's all relative. Uh, but sal- bachata is the, sort of was the key um, starting point for me, right? It was its very cultural. If you ever go to the island, it's, it's in every bodega, it's in every household. Uh, pretty much, I would say, twenty four seven. You literally just walk around and you it, it's playing everywhere, and it's typically the same songs, which is hilarious that to this day people are still fascinated by by some of these songs. Um, so I would consider myself someone with rhythm. So when I try getting into salsa, I had a leg up relative to other people. Even though I didn't know the footwork, I knew the rhythm and I was familiar with some of the songs, which I strongly believe for anyone who is very interested in learning how to dance, any of these uh, different dances, whether it's bachata, salsa, you want to get familiar with the the music. You want to start listening to it, kind of keeping up um, with the rhythm and the flow of things, because once you're able to do that in your head, once you get on the dance floor, it's easy to to sort of just kind of move that muscle and connect it with the music that you're listening to. Um, and it's also just much fun if you just actually know the, the songs. Um, yeah.
1: That's amazing. So in your opinion, what is like the most classic Bachata song oh. slash what is your favorite? Two different questions.
0: Oh, wow, that's, it's very hard. And I'm sure if someone who listens to Bachata will complete disagree with this but so I would say a classic classic bachata song artist is called Raulín Rodriguez one of the most famous songs is called Nereida it's about this woman who left him. if you know anything about bachata bachata is extremely sad in the presence or genre it's always about these Dominican men that were left uh, or very sad about a woman leaving them Um, and Nereida is the name of the song and it's this famous now song that everyone sort of recognizes, anyone that listens to Pachata. Um, so yeah, I, w- I would say that's one of the most popular ones. My favorite one, I'm a big Romeo Santos uh, fan, mainly because he is Dominican-American, so there's like some English components to it. He grew up in the Bronx, so kind of similar to, to many Dominican-Americans he sort of grew up in an Americanized um, environment but his parents being Dominican so kind of seeing that component and combination of the classical aspects of the, of his parents and I guess my parents as well but then combining it with some you know reality based on, on on having an American Americanized experience.
1: That's great And I know you mentioned like earlier that you kind of used dancing as a way to build relationships or even like build connections or even that's how you like younger when you were younger at least started to make the foray into like talking to girls and kind of that's the way that you show that you're cool (laughs) um how did you how did that manifest in other ways when you were younger at least in terms of like building friendships or anything like that
0: i think just it's a topic of conversation it's just imagine like your favorite tv show right like Every time somebody a new episode would come, you you know something to talk about. Like it was sort of similar when, especially with when Romeo Santos or Aventura, which was the group where that he was part of, released a new album. It was sort of a a good way of connecting with other people. Um, I also strongly believe to this day that music especially in the latino community that is so diverse in its unique ways based on different countries right like a Dominican experience is very different from a Mexican experience from a Ecuadorian Peruvian but music sort of connects us all mainly because of the, the obviously it's spanish but also sort of the rhythm and like if you love this song doesn't matter whether you're from Peru or Mexico like i could ask you to dance and if you like the music, you likely say yes, and you will dance with me, and that to me is always like a good icebreaker um, to sort of connect. From a, a girl standpoint, well, guys always obviously, obviously you can just talk about um, some songs and just different components to it. And I, as somebody who really loved bachata, um, I had a lot of friends who wanted to learn how to do it, so like being able to use that. Um, interest to build relationships. Uh, it was so, something that allowed me to, I don't know, just love the the, the genre even more and, and dancing even even more.
1: So basically, you're ready to give bachata lessons to the Tuck community. <laughs> I don't
0: move. I don't know if I mean I am ready. I, I guess the question is, are they ready? Right? Or would they want to do that? Or are they patient enough? Um, and will they have fun? I think as long as, I think anything that involves music, and at least for me teaching anything like this, has to come uh, from from the learnings' perspective, it has to be, you know, there has to be a genuine interest uh, and, and, and passion, but yeah, I'm happy to, to teach. I actually, I'm hoping if I if I have the opportunity to uh, be a house share next year, we'd we'll love to do um, a night of like salsa uh, lessons. Um, yeah, it'll be fun.
1: That's perfect. Yeah. And then how have you gotten your dancing fix here at Tuck?
0: I don't. Um, I had well, Roomba. There was a Roomba party a few months ago. I'm blanking on when that was last year, and that was a blast. But honestly, um, I'm I, I've I've come to terms with the fact that I'm not gonna get that here, and like that's okay. I went to Bowdoin in undergrad, which is a similar place like boat uh, to Tuck, where you know just like given the nature of where we are, the <laughs> The community that we have here is not something that is common, um, but I do go to uh, go to Boston often, and there's this one place called La Fabrica, right by uh, between uh, Harvard and, and MIT, which is like my go-to spot uh, for anything Latin, especially like reggaeton, salsa, bachata, um, and I try to go there at least you know once a quarter. Uh, I also have a, a a couple of go-to spots in New York City that I'll be hitting actually this weekend, so yeah.
1: I'm jealous. (laughs) And then I guess like outside of dancing, is there anything that kind of brings you the same amount of joy and passion? Or at least in terms of like, I'm assuming that this dancing gives you a lot of pride in terms of your your culture and heritage. So is there anything else along those lines that kind of brings you that same energy and passion?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, In terms of activities, I don't think so per se, but I, I do believe that me being uh, Dominican American, being the first, the first one in my family to go to college, all of that does bring me a lot of pride, and I, I wear that on my sleeve very often. And I love talking to individuals who either have a similar background and aspire to, you know, you know, attend certain institutions and, and have certain careers, um, and and. You know, obviously, music is such a big component to anyone that is um, Dominican or anyone Caribbean, per se, uh, that I combine that with my identity as as a first gen um, and try to, I don't know, it brings me a lot of joy to be able to combine those two passions um, and help those that, you know, feel that I can be of help. Uh, So mentorship is something that I'm very passionate about.
1: That's great. And I guess, well, what, um, what has been your experience with mentorship, at least in terms of your journey to Tuck?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's been, it's been fascinating being on the other side of the coin. Um, growing up, I had a lot of mentors that have allowed me to be in this position as a, as a first-gen, uh, low-income um, student that I was. Um, and when now that I'm in this side of the coin, i I, I worked with organizations such as iMentor, Mentor. Uh, mentor aid where I get paired with certain students uh, on a monthly basis that are interested in learning more about business school and what they what they can do to to put together the best application possible um, also have a close relationship with MLT um, and, and have individuals that I've, I, I have a, an unofficial sort of mentorship relationship that I love cultivating and and, and and passing any sort of wis- wisdom that I can from my experience, so um, I, that's something that I hope to continue to do as I continue into my as I, as I go into my second year here at Tuck.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. Is there anything else that you haven't shared with us that you'd love for the community to know?
0: Um. I, one of the most fascinating things that I learned about my family when I was in the DR back in December was the fact that my mother um, got on a boat when she was 23 years old from, from the DR and was on a boat illegally for three days and the way it works, which typically is very common for a lot of Dominicans to do that because Puerto Rico is a commonwealth of the U.S. She got there, and I learned that the boat that she was on, which had carry like 100 people, could not get to the shore. So she had to jump out of the boat a mile away from the shore and swim all the way to the shore. And when I think about that story and the fact that she had to do that, um... I wouldn't be where I am today because that move allowed me to be born in Puerto Rico which made me a US citizen and that has changed my life in many ways that I otherwise wouldn't have thought of and so that is something that a lot of people definitely don't know and I personally didn't know until like maybe uh, a month two months ago Uh, and I find that so fascinating because I think just more holistically there's so many different components of our lives and even our parents lives that could have turned differently for us and we wouldn't be in this position if it wasn't for that specific move so um yeah i think that's something that i encourage a lot of people to be reflective about the the journey that they've been in and 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 the ones that their parents or Past generations have been as well
1: how did that come up like how did you get that out of her
0: so I didn't get it from my mom directly I actually got it from my grandmother uh, who was telling me that the story of how my mom decided to one day she asked her for like two thousand dollars or pesos at the time definitely not dollars um, so she can do this which apparently I guess in the 80s it was very common for people to get on a boat from the DR hope with, uh, uh, with the hope that they can land in Puerto Rico and find papers and be uh, get a green card and then from there you know figure out a way to make it to the US um, so I was just curious I was I was, had COVID at the time so I couldn't really go out and and I was, I was outside and I was just asking a million questions to my grandmother that I hadn't seen her in a while and I was asking her about like how was how was my mom growing up because my mom is very reserved and she doesn't really like to talk about her past. So I was able to get a lot of that and tell from, from her, from my grandmother. And then have you
1: like circled back and been like, mom, you're amazing? Oh, all the time. <laughs> I mean,
0: I, I knew certain aspects of like her upbringing and, and I, 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 a lot of the things that I do um, are with her in mind. Um, but yeah, I, I remind her of her greatness all the time.
1: That's amazing. Yeah. Would you say you're closer with your mom or your dad?
0: Uh, definitely my mom, for sure. My mom's boy.
1: <laughs> awesome. Well, we do have our segment where we like to ask you a fun question unrelated to your entire episode. Yeah. So your question will be: If you could be any ice cream flavor,
0: Ooh.
1: what ice cream flavor would you be? Passion fruit. Ooh, why passion fruit?
0: Um, I recently just discovered it back in just in the trip that I had in the in the Caribbean that passion fruit is my favorite fruit and, and flavor of for anything and everything. Um, so yeah, that to me is a no-brainer. Uh, yeah.
1: I mean, outside of being your favorite, does it describe anything about your personality?
0: Um, it's very sweet. And I, and vibrant. I, I Very vibrant, uh, but I, it's very sweet. And like, I think I have a lot of sweetness in me. Um, I think is is loved. And I like to think that um, with the people that I make an effort to get to know um, and, and, and create a deep relationship, I, I, I hope, at least I aspire to, to be as love as, as Passion Fruit is within my, my, in the community that I'm part of.
1: Oh, that's great. <laughs> yes, everyone, tell Adrian that he's the Passion Fruit of the tech community. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Well, thank you so much, Adrian. I feel like I learned so much more about you that I never knew. And I really appreciate it.
0: Thank you for having me. It
1: was fun. Thanks for listening to this episode of If You Knew Me. The If You Knew Me podcast was founded back in the fall of 2020 to help deepen student connections and foster a culture of belonging at Tuck. Please check out our other episodes to support and learn more about other Tuckies. If you have any questions or feedback on the podcast, or if you want to be featured on a future episode, please contact us at the email address listed in the description.